You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Fellow nerds, rejoice. Amber Wilson has been removed from the show for her disrespectful takes towards Star Wars yesterday. Just kidding. We love Amber Wilson in these parts. She is off the evening. It is a Han Solo experience tonight with your boy, Joe Fortenball. Welcome to Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I want you to listen, and I want you to listen closely, ladies and gentlemen. Because we are mere minutes away from embarking upon what I believe is the greatest sports weekend of the year. Now, people will scoff at that notion. They'll think it's a hot take. They'll think it's just conjecture. It's running off at the mouth in an effort to get people fired up. But I dare you to find me a more compelling weekend. I'm going to lay it out for you in just a moment. I dare you to find me a better sports weekend in this country. The numbers triple eight say ESPN. In a few moments, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics are going to tip off game three of their Eastern Conference semifinal matchup tied 1-1. You can see that on ESPN. That'll be followed by the Nuggets and the Suns. You've got those two games tonight. You've got game two, Stanley Cup playoffs, Carolina and New Jersey. We're going to go to Saturday. We're going to have the Heat and the Knicks, the Oilers and the Knights, the Lakers and the Warriors, the Kentucky Derby, UFC 288, and Canelo Alvarez fighting in Mexico in his hometown for the first time in 12 years against John Ryder. On Sunday, we have the Sixers and the Celtics. We have the Suns and the Nuggets. We have the Devils and the Hurricanes. We have the Panthers and the Leafs. We have the Stars and the Kraken. We have the Miami Grand Prix for Formula One. We have golf. We have tennis. We have it all. And with the Kentucky Derby, on a quick side note here, Don't act like you're not into it because it's the one day a year where you get to pretend to be a horse expert and everyone around you will listen and share notes and believe what you're saying. I like the 14. Oh, why do you like the 14? What are you doing? You're playing the 14? I like the 14. Yeah. I like the 14 because he breaks early and this is a field that doesn't have a lot of stone cold closers and everyone in the room will suddenly listen to you. Shocking. Even though it's complete BS and we all know it. I've tried this every year. It works quite nicely. We got a big segment on today's show to get you covered from a gambling perspective with all of that. In honor of the release of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Gamblers of the Galaxy at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Producer extraordinaire James Steele is going to join me. We are going to make bets on everything. Gamblers of the Galaxy, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The expectation is that it will be an awesome weekend. And that's where I want to start. Expectation. Because when Philadelphia takes the court tonight against Boston... What's the expectation? What's been the expectation for the Philadelphia 76ers over the last 10 years? They've had a fancy slogan, trust the process, and the process as an individual, Joel Embiid, has worked out every way imaginable. Just won his first MVP award. He's going to be honored tonight in front of a raucous crowd. But besides the slogan and the hope that Sixers fans like myself have every year that somehow this season will be different, there's never really been an expectation for greatness. 
I don't remember any season ever starting with an expectation that the Sixers will win the championship. The Sixers can't even get out of the second round of the playoffs. That's the furthest the process has gone. The second round of the playoffs. If you go to Alabama football, the expectation is you're going to win a national championship. If you're on a roster with LeBron James, the expectation is that you are going to compete and win an NBA title. Steph Curry and the Warriors have it the same way. In Boston this year, it's the same thing. After losing in Game 6 of the NBA Finals last year, the team's back. The expectation is to get to the Finals, but finish business this season. The Suns traded for Kevin Durant. The expectation is to win. In Philadelphia, the expectation has never been to win a championship. The season has never started with anybody saying, our expectation is to win a championship. There's always hope. There's always some optimism. But ultimately, something comes unraveled. The process hasn't worked. And I'm not the first person to say that. It was a nice attempt, but the problem with the process is that when your culture is built on losing, because that losing is supposed to make you win eventually, you're never really able to get rid of the losing. That losing stinks inside the culture. It doesn't leave. The promise of we're going to lose a lot now so that we can get the assets to go out there and build a winner. That's a great theory. But you started the entire process as a loser telling everyone you're going to be a loser and the loser never leaves the building don't get me wrong the team now they're not losers that's not what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say that they've never been able to shake the very beginning of this process at all and throughout the process there have been several mistakes i mean if you want to run through them you look at some of these they could have drafted Giannis antetokounmpo back in 2013 so many people forget about that they took michael carter williams two spots ahead of him they traded drew holiday for nerland's noel Jaleel Okafor was drafted before Devin Booker, Kelly Oubre, Miles Turner, Markel Fultz. They traded up to number one to get Fultz so that Boston could trade back and take Jason Tatum. Evan Turner was drafted before Boogie Cousins, Paul George, Gordon Hayward. The list goes on and on. So what's the expectation tonight? You're a two and a half point dog at home to the Boston Celtics. You're coming off an absolute shellacking in which you shot 39% from the floor. That was their fourth worst shooting effort in 88 games this season. They shot 20% from deep, their third worst shooting effort in 88 games this season, and they have minus six turnover differential. Maybe this is the year that things change, that the Sixers somehow find a way to get past the Boston Celtics, to get to the conference finals, to show us that the next step is not just here, but it's here to stay, that this team is going to truly compete. But I'm a pessimist. And I think a lot of other people feel that way too. Joel Embiid once again is banged up. And we saw in game two, he didn't look every bit the part of the MVP we saw throughout the course of the season. Expectations in Phoenix tonight as well. The Suns are in an 0-2 hole. That game is 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ESPN+. Here come the Nuggets as four and a half point dogs. The Suns will have to find a way to do it without Devin Booker. Excuse me, without Chris Paul. Because Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are going to have to carry the load, which they've already been doing. Think about it like this. Durant and Booker have combined to shoot 49% from the floor in this series. They're averaging a combined 57.5 points per game, and they're averaging individually 41 minutes per night. And that has resulted in not one, but two double-digit losses. What more do they need to do? Who else can step up now that Chris Paul is out? That's the big question. Expectations. You trade for Kevin Durant, the expectation is to win a championship, but you gave up a lot to get him. And that Denver Nuggets team looks every bit as good as advertised. It's the Nuggets and the Suns. They'll be following the Celtics and the Sixers. It all starts 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So 
The Sixers win game one without Joel Embiid. They get blown out in game two with him on the floor. So what should we expect tonight? We're going to break the whole thing down next. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. A new segment we are debuting tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It is a monster sports betting weekend. We are going to give you action on everything. 8.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Joe and Amber. Amber's off tonight. My name is Joe Fortenball. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Let's make some money. It's time for Pizza Money. Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. Shaky last night. Got very lucky with the LeBron James points prop staying under. We go one and two for the night, minus 1.5 units. Show history update. 102 wins, 87 defeats, plus 21.19 units. Pizza Money number one. This game starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. We're taking the Sixers plus the two and a half over the Boston Celtics. Everybody's going to focus on what happened to Philly in game two. They were terrible. Do not forget about the fact that they covered the spread 62% of the time in home games this season. Do not forget about something that's called a little regression to the mean, a little statistical uh, data for you on this fine Friday evening. In game two, the Sixers shot 39% from the field, fourth worst shooting night in 88 games. They shot 20% from three-point range, third worst shooting night in 88 games. They were minus six in turnovers. I expect all of those categories to be better. I expect the performance to be better. And in front of the home crowd with Joel Embiid getting his MVP award, Wells Fargo is going to be rocking. I think he could sprinkle on the first quarter in the first half as well. But Pizza Money number one is officially the Sixers, plus two and a half against the Celtics. 
three-pointers, good. 20 triples for the Celtics in game two as they blow out Philadelphia. The Boston Celtics needed this one, an explosive second half to knock off the Philadelphia 76ers, and they have tied this series at one. I thought overall, we just played harder. I thought we played harder than Philly tonight. We didn't take them lightly, we respected them, but we played a good game, we played hard, and we were able to finish the game the right way. No more screwing around. This game tips in 12 minutes. Let's go to Philadelphia. Cited tonight's game three between the Sixers and the Celtics. Let's go directly to the Wells Fargo Center and welcome in Anthony Gargano, 97.5, the fanatic. He's been on that station forever. I know because I grew up in Allentown. I was a kid and I was listening to this guy back in the day. Anthony, thank you so much for taking some time to come on the show. Let's come out with it. What's the mood in Philadelphia tonight coming off that game two blowout loss? Are the people excited? Are they ready? No, they're excited. A little pensive, but I think they're excited. They're expecting a way different Joel Embiid. I love your pizza bets. I think they're spot on. I think the Sixers come out, ride that a wave of emotion. The crowd's going to be wild. I'm in the parking lot right now. People are freaking out. They can't wait. And, I look, I, I would expect them to win tonight. I certainly expect I liked your first quarter and your first half play because I think emotional – the, that a big emotional lift will happen. So I'm with you there, brother. What's the status on Joel Embiid in terms of what you guys are hearing and what you're expecting tonight? He's coming off the knee injury, but the Sixers handled their work yeah. against the Nets, so they got him the extra rest. What are we thinking, 80%, 60%? What's the mindset? No, he, he's, he's better than that. I think he's somewhere around in the 80 percentile. I think one of the issues with him is that he got the game out of his way, right? He got, he got shook off the rust. He hadn't played in 13 days. He had to wear a brace. All that stuff was different, right? And I think he needed to play to get that out of the system. Also, when you miss two games in the playoffs, your teammates have to get used to you back in, especially a guy like him who dominates the basketball. So I thought it was key for him to go and play, feel his way through that, and now he's home. He feels better, friendly rims. I, I saw his prop is like 25 and a half. I think he goes over that. I think you see a different Embiid tonight. Anthony Gargano, 97.5 The Fanatic, joining us here on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Is this a different Sixers team than we've seen in years past? I know the thought process has been the way Harden's approached the year, the way they're constructed, the way they handled the regular season. Some feel that something's different this year, that this could be the team that yeah. gets over the hump. Do you believe that? Yeah, I feel it. I do. I've been saying it, man. I've been saying it all season. Look, I've witnessed the last five years since the process. They've been in the playoffs five years in a row. They have been banging their head against the second round. They have not and maybe it'll get past the second round. I think this year is different. I think you're right about Harden. Remember, Harden is a different player this year. He's got You see the life in his legs. I know he shot two for 14 in game two. You saw what he did in game one. I expect a much better. I also expect him to distribute the basketball more. I think their offense will be flowed. I think Tyrese Maxey adds a different element to this team. There's a different vibe around him. I, I I think this is different. No Ben Simmons, right? There's none of that drama. I think they're poised to win. Boston's been a tough matchup for them, but I think this is the year to get past them. Not to go the negative route, but I'm curious. I grew up as a Sixers fan. I would love to see this team get over the hump. But if we've heard the rumors that Harden might want to go back to Houston after this year, if it doesn't work out this season – 
Is it another year of trying to figure out how to improve it? Or is there an inevitability or sense that perhaps the, the organization could go in a different direction, a dramatically different direction? Yeah, I, I, I would see that. I, I think here's the deal with Harden. I think if he goes back to Houston, it's more of a family reason. I don't think it's because of a basketball situation. I think he's, I think he's happy here basketball-wise. He, I've talked to him. I mean, he, he feels good being here. He gets along with Embiid really well. He gets, he loves Maxi. He Doc listens to him. I think if he goes to Houston, it's a, it's all because of a something personal, more of a family type of situation. And if that would happen, I think they would go full force after Damian Lillard. <laughs> that would uh-huh. be incredible. Now, see, now you're going to get everybody fired up. That's now you know how radio well, works. Now well, I got to react to that. Dave still. Right, Dave still has to be willing to leave, which he has yeah. not been. But you know that he doesn't want to rebuild. He said it, and I think if if something happens with Harden, they will go full throttle for Dame. I'm telling you right now, I, I I believe that. Listen, we've already taken up so much of your time. I know you're at the Wells Fargo. Have an awesome time at the game tonight. Thank, Thank you, you so brother. much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Anytime, Joey. Anytime. Good luck, babe. You too. Anthony Gargano, 97.5 The Fanatic, joining us here on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson off tonight. My name is Joe Fortenball. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as the Lakers host the Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Monster showdown for the Sixers tonight, beginning in seven minutes. Monster Night of NBA action with the Suns and the Nuggets set to follow on ESPN and ESPN Plus at 10 p.m. Eastern. This entire weekend is going to be a monster. We've got Formula One in Miami. We've got UFC 288. We've got Canelo Alvarez fighting in his hometown in Mexico for the first time in 12 years. We've got nothing but playoff action and goodness just as the weather's getting nice. Drag the TV outside so that you can at least get a little bit of fresh air, but still find a way to consume as much as humanly possible. Tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, in honor of the release of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, it will be Gamblers of the Galaxy. We will set you with action for everything, which includes our official pick, the Joe and Amber official pick, for the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby, which is tomorrow afternoon. Philadelphia catching two and a half tonight. Swing game. After what you saw in Game 2, it feels like nobody out there is going to be interested in backing the Sixers. But the playoffs are a fickle thing. The zigzag theory, the back-and-forth nature of how things work. Warriors lose Game 1 because they're out of gas. They win Game 2. How's Game 3 going to play out tomorrow? The Nuggets are the only team in this round who have found a way to go up 2-0. It's been pinging and ponging back and forth. The Sixers need to find a way to hold serve tonight. 39% from the field in Game 2. Abysmal. 20%. From the three-point line in Game 2, abysmal. But with Joel Embiid getting the MVP award, the first 76er to win the award since Allen Iverson, you know the Wells Fargo is going to be rocking. You saw Eagles fans during the NFL playoffs. You saw Phillies fans during the World Series run. That place is going to be loud. It is going to be aggressive. It is going to be hostile. But the key is to jump on Boston early. Because that is a Celtics team that has played very well in the first quarter and the first half all postseason. Their struggles have come when they've laid down in the second half in matchups against Atlanta. You saw that in game five, which was a closeout. 
they weren't able to get it done until game six when it went back to Atlanta. The focus hasn't been as sharp as it was last year. Will Anthony Davis be able to play at a high level more consistently or will his inconsistency end up being the end of the Lakers playoff run? We'll talk about that next. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hell of a world we live in, boys and girls. Hell of a world. Did I hear that correctly? Ben Simmons is hoping to play basketball with the Australian national team. That's not the story. The story would be if Ben Simmons decided to play basketball for any sort of NBA team from which he is drawing a check. I mean, my God, the fall from grace, that guy. LSU, number one overall pick, and now the best update we can get on him, while the NBA playoffs are taking place, is that he's hoping to play for the Australian national team. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson off tonight, much deserved. My name is Joe Fortenball. I've got the caboose. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, moment of truth. This is where we welcome good friend of the program and also happens to be contractually obligated good friend because he's the producer of the show, James Steele. James, come on aboard. What do we got? A little sound on, sound off. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, sound on, sound off. All right. They said it. But what do they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. Yeah, so whenever you say uh, contractually obligated friend, that doesn't sound like a friend at all. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure about those things, but just to me, maybe. Good friend. Yeah. Con- good, good friend of the show. Good contractually obligated friend. Okay, so <laughs> Anthony Davis postseason so far has very much resembled a roller coaster. Just look at the first two games of the Warriors series. Game one, 30 points, 20 rebounds, and a Laker win. Game two, 11.7 rebounds, and Golden State uh, ran him off the court. So can AD find some more consistency to his game before it's too late for L.A.? Here's former NBA player Marcus Camby this morning on Keyshawn J. Willemax. I know it's kind of tough for AD right now. I mean, every time he goes down to the floor, he's like, oh, my gosh, is he going to get up? And I just know from a mental aspect, I know that can probably weigh on the individual and weigh on the player very well. But he's skilled. I'm sure he puts in the work in the offseason to make sure that his body is right. But sometimes it's a freak accident that happen out there and, you know, something you can't avoid. But, you know, for him, I know it's tough. I know he wants to be out there. I know he, want, he doesn't want to have that label of being street clothes or some of the things that people are saying out there about himself, but I think he's going to be very resilient. 
and I think he's going to finish off the series strong. So, Joe, how important will it be for AD to find some consistency if the Lakers want to advance past the Warriors in round two? Extraordinarily important because it's not just about getting past the Warriors. It's about winning a championship. The expectation for L.A. and LeBron James is never, well, we're going to be happy if we get into the postseason. Well, we'll be happy if we advance further than we did last year. That's for a team like the Kings, an upstart team that hasn't been there before. Get your feet wet, figure it out, come back stronger next year. For a team like Denver, it's about reaching the next level. For a team like the Lakers, when LeBron James is leading your team, it's always about winning the championship. Anything else is pretty much a failure because that's what he's competing for. All right? It's not to say necessarily that that's, you know, I know we did the whole Giannis thing. Is it a failure? Is it that? But with James, that's what they're playing for. The problem for AD I don't think he's physically capable of putting together consistent high-level performances. I don't think his body will allow him. You know, game one, they had the extra rest over Golden State. He played great. But in game two, he was awful. And now he's only getting one night of rest before he's got to turn around for game three. He's going to play well at times. But I don't think physically Anthony Davis's body is capable of handling what they need from him Every single night the rest of the way out. And that's one of the only ways they can win a championship. Because the Lakers are not hoisting Larry O'Brien, James Steele, if it turns out AD is going to be inconsistent because his body can't just hold up. So with, with you seeing what the trends have been with his performances, do you, do you trust that to, to bet on player props and stuff? So that's an excellent question. We were trying to figure that out today on Daily Wager, ESPN2, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Boom, that's how you plug Game one was very predictable with the Warriors because they were coming off a game seven win. History shows when you come off a game seven win, game one, you're going to be flat. It's going to be tough. You're most likely going to lose. That's exactly what happened. But then there's another trend that came into play. Home teams down 0-1 in the playoffs are incredibly solid in game two, which we saw from the Boston Celtics in game two, which we ended up seeing... Golden State Warriors in game two. Now game three, I don't know what to believe. Because on one hand, I think the lack of rest in between days is going to hurt the Lakers. But coming home and feeding off the crowd with the Warriors and how they've struggled on the road this year, that's something you have to take into account. So shockingly, I've made no bets on that game so far. Player prop rise, I would be more inclined to believe Davis would have a good game rather than a bad game because he only played 30-some minutes, I believe. He had a, he had a lighter workload because of the blowout loss. Yeah, they didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, right? Uh, which is why the pizza money last night, LeBron James, 25 and a oh. half points, it hit the under. Miracle hit. Miracle, Miracle hit. Let's not kid ourselves on that one. <laughs> all right. Uh, so moving on, the Bucks are already undergoing some changes. Uh, they fired Mike Budenholzer yesterday after just five seasons and one NBA title, and their roster will more than likely look a little different next season, too. Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, uh, Chris Middleton both free agents. Uh, but the story will be Giannis's looming contract extension. And our Brian Windhorst says it's not a certainty that he stays in Milwaukee and the league is paying attention. Is Giannis going to extend? I don't know. And that uncertainty is what the league is watching right now. The New York Knicks, for example, they got 97% of their attention on the Miami Heat. 3% of their attention on Milwaukee. What's going on over there? What's going on over there? What's going on over there? Here we Joe? go. The, the fingers and everything, right? Uh, so, Joe, what do you think the chances are that Giannis leaves? And if he does, where do you want to see him go? 
First off, it's important to assess who we were just listening to in Brian Windhorst. There are people that go on TV, radio, and they say things, and their opinions and their talking points. I'm one of those people. I give you opinions. I give you thoughts. I try to make some jokes. We try to have a good time here. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Windhorse is not one of those guys. Windhorse is connected. When Windhorse is speaking, he's speaking from a position of knowledge. Now, he tells you he's not sure what's going to happen, but he can guide you in certain directions, much like he did on the Rudy Gobert trade with the famous fingers up in the air, right? Like, that was an incredible hit when he did that on, I believe that was first take, was it not? Like, he just, he stole the show. I think so. I think it was first take, Stole the show. I remember I was driving home from Park City in the summer, and that meme was everywhere. I I was looking at my phone. So... I would, and as a Sixers fan, I hate to say this, but the idea of seeing superstar talent in New York with the Knicks, like I'm supposed to hate the Knicks, it's in my DNA, but basketball is so much better when the Knicks are relevant. The the, the NBA is so much more compelling when the Knicks are in the playoffs and they're making noise. I would love to see a mega talent, an absolute mega talent, show up at the guard. But owner James Dolan, I mean, a lot of guys see that. That was supposedly the rumor with Kevin Durant. He saw how they were run. They didn't necessarily trust the organization. They didn't want to sign there. So a big feat to accomplish. But I don't know. Milwaukee got what they wanted. They got their brand new building. They got their championship. You've seen ownership groups punt in the past in situations like that. Shocking if they would end up letting Giannis get away. But I could see it happening. All right. Hear me out. We, we've been talking about uh, Draymond and his status with the Warriors. Draymond leaves. They bring in Giannis. The dynasty continues. Be honest to the Warriors. Why not? So, <laughs> How great would that be? So when I used to do radio in the Bay Area, I was there from 2014 until a couple years ago. I was there about six years. And we used to come up with all these ridiculous ways in which you could take that super team and add more talent. LeBron James. What if LeBron James could come to the Bay Area, right? So the idea of Giannis going there, I know him and Steph are friends. Like that was always the rumor during All-Star Weekend when you would see those two together. Steph's recruiting Giannis, LeBron's recruiting KD, what have you. I don't know. I, I mean, the Warriors clearly don't care about the luxury tax. Joe Lacob and that ownership group, they are all about spending money and trying to win. I don't, I don't think there's a better there's a better ownership group in the NBA than those guys. Because if you're a fan of that team, you know your ownership group is spending every last dollar trying to win you championships. That would be nuts to see him there. That I, would be I, nuts. I don't have like a I don't have like a rooting interest. I'm like a casual NBA fan. But I love Steph and I love that Warriors team. Like watching oh, them man. this past what decade now, right? Has oh, been man. just a joy. That's one of my I mean, one of my favorite teams to watch is them. So lengthening that dynasty would be ideal for a casual fan like me. All right. The ratings are always through the roof with them, too. If you ever notice the ratings on games that involve Steph, that dude sells. That organization, what they were worth, I think they were bought for something like $450 They're valued at like $5 billion now. He's a big part of that. That dude is worth a lot. Whatever they pay him, it's still not enough. Absolutely. All right, one more here. Uh, after years of being in the shadow of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North, the Vikings stepped out of that shadow last season. They won the division, and they were the second-best uh, team in the NFC record-wise. Uh, but the regular season success did not lead to postseason success, uh, which had everyone questioning even more so if Kirk Cousins is a guy that can win Minnesota a Super Bowl. That's still undecided, but what isn't undecided is Cousins' desire to be a Viking. No, I want to be Minnesota. Yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can earn the right to do that. I've always said that when I say I would like to be in Minnesota. You don't. There's a lot of things I'd like to have. You know, you got to go earn it. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. 
Joe, if the Vikings can't get over the hump again this season with Cousins as their quarterback, what should their plan be going forward? I think that's the writing on the wall. Cousins has been there. He's an above-average quarterback, and he can put up numbers, and he can help you win games. But he is he like what? What do the kids say? Is he him? That's the phrase, right? Is he? He's not him. Yeah, he's like not they, him. They were at home against the Giants in the playoffs. And the Giants the next week, if you remember, after winning that game, went to Philadelphia and got absolutely smacked, showing you that the Giants were okay this year. They were good. They were better. But they weren't a great team. They weren't a top-tier team by any stance. Minnesota lost to that team at home. It's not like Cousins played a superstar game. Now, they have problems on the defensive side of the ball. But ultimately, I think with Cousins in the last year of his contract, they're going to play this year out and see how it goes. And then they're going to start thinking about the future and they're going to figure out who the next guy is. It's kind of one of those everybody shakes their hands and say, you know, we didn't give you the most. You weren't able to close for us. I mean, if you ever look at the guy's record in primetime games, it's absolutely abysmal. Like there's got to be something there psychologically for you to have that kind of record in primetime games. But I think he's got one more crack at it. I think Minnesota will be okay. They're likely going to the playoffs, but I don't think they're a serious threat to beat anybody because that defense is a problem. Although they did bring in a new defensive coordinator and that should improve some things. All right, James Steele, nicely done. James Steele will return to the Wheels of Steel, 8.30 p.m. Eastern tonight in honor of the release of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We are doing Gamblers of the Galaxy. This is the best sports betting weekend of the entire year. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe this is the best sports weekend of the entire year, phone lines are open, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Huge Game 3s on the schedule tomorrow. Jimmy Butler, is he going to go or not? We're going to have that for you next. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Amber Wilson has the night off. I'm Joe Fortenball. Thank you for hanging with us on your Friday evening. It is greatly appreciated. Tune in for baseball action tomorrow as the Rays, the Red Hot Rays, and Randy Rosarena host the Yankees. Coverage begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Let's make some money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, Pizza Money number two. This game takes place tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. It's the Nuggets. It's the Suns. It is game three of the Western Conference semifinals. 
The Nuggets are a four and a half point underdog. I know all the trends you need to know about a team being down 0-2 and coming home. The desperation, the complacency on behalf of the other team. Role players playing better at home than they do on the road in the NBA playoffs. I spit in the face of it. I take the Nuggets minus, or I should say plus four and a half, excuse me. I'm surprised this number is as high as it is for a few reasons. Yes, Phoenix should be favored. Yes, Phoenix is desperate. But let's run through what we've seen so far in this series. All right? The Suns are down two games to zero. The Suns have lost both those games by double digits. Now, inside those two games in which they've been blown out, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker have combined to shoot 49% from the floor. They're averaging a combined 57.5 points per game, and they're individually averaging about 41 minutes per night. You are getting that much production from your two superstars, and you are still down in an 0-2 hole and having lost those games by double digits. Oh, by the way, no Chris Paul tonight. He's out with, I believe, what is what's being called a groin injury. So now all of a sudden, you're not going to lose by double digits. You're going to win, and you're going to win by five or more. I don't see it. Pizza money number two. It's the Denver Nuggets plus four and a half over the Phoenix Suns. Thompson with a three. That is good. Top of the key. Play Thompson. A game high 28. He is eight of 11 from deep. Came out. Offense is flowing. Turn over to low. In the open, man. We keep it simple. The floodgates can open. It is going to be a wild weekend of sports. Gamblers of the Galaxy, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have action on everything, and we're going to get you set. But for right now, the focal point is on the NBA and Saturday's card. 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. It's the Knicks in the Heat. Heat currently a four-point favorite. In the nightcap, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, ABC. Right up against the UFC, Canelo Alvarez. So much is going to be happening. It's the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Lakers laying two and a half points, total sitting around 227 and a half, series tied 1-1. What are we supposed to expect in game three? In game one, it was relatively obvious how it would play out. The Warriors had just won game seven against Sacramento. 48-hour turnaround, you have to get ready for game one against the Lakers. History, not kind to teams in the Warriors situation, and we saw that play out. They lost the game. Game two, history very kind. To teams in the Warriors situation. Down 0-1 at home. Teams in game two over the last three postseasons are something like 16 or 17 and 1. 16 and 2 against the spread. Absolutely incredible. So now the series is split and we go down to LA. What's it going to be? Because what we saw in game two was a Lakers team that looked disinterested and that completely packed it in, waved the white flag at the end. I want to know if it's a rest issue or I want to know if it's schematics. And what I mean by that I want you to take a listen to Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, made a lineup switch in game two last night. Kevon Looney was, quote, battling an illness. He was out. Jermichael Green was in. Here's the head coach of the Warriors. Literally two hours before game time, uh, Loon um, came down um, pretty ill. And um, so I talked to Rick Celebrini, and he said that Loon probably won't be able to play more than um, 20 minutes or so. And uh, given his uh, his illness, and um, it's tough to play a guy um, twenty minutes when you start him, because then he ends up sitting forever, and there's there's kind of some awkward, uh, you know, lengthy periods on the bench, and it's it's hard to find a rhythm. So 
we decided to bring him off the bench, and that would help his rhythm a little bit more, and we could limit his minutes. And um, we knew we were going to play Jamichael anyway, um, like we did in game one. So we just decided to start Jamichael and, and get the floor spacing that he offers, and, uh, and J. Mike was great. Fascinating. Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, fascinating. Was it that fortunate? Was it the fact that Kevon Looney got sick and somehow you stumbled into what may have been the magical key to unlocking the series against Anthony Davis and the Lakers? Or was this the plan all along and you're trying to fly under the radar? Right? This isn't the first time the Warriors have decided, hey, let's go small and see if we can outrun the other team. Go back to the start of the dynasty. Andrew Bogut, the big man, rim protection, all season long. Could Bogut stay healthy? That was the key to the success for the Warriors. It sounds crazy now, given what we've seen. I was there in the Bay Area, 2014, 2015, when it all started. Could Andrew Bogut stay healthy? That was a big talking point. By the end of the season, and when you got to the playoffs, the Warriors were playing Bogut less and less. Not that he wasn't important, but they were using Andre Iguodala more. They were going small, and they were outrunning teams as a result. And that's what gave way to the birth of this dynasty. One of the key decisions in that process. So now, instead of Kevon Looney, who has been fantastic on the glass in the playoffs, absolutely fantastic, you've made the switch to DeMichael Green, six foot eight. You can get out and you can run. They had more points in transition, more fast break points, more points in the paint. Anthony Davis looked oh, old, looked sluggish, was put in a position where he was uncomfortable. Maybe that's the key for the Warriors moving forward. As for the Lakers, you had one night off from game one to game two. You looked old at the end of game one. You looked very old in game two. And now you only have one night in between game two and game three. How are they going to respond tomorrow evening when they host the Warriors in a pivotal game three on ABC? Can the Suns get back into the series without CP3? We'll talk about that next. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. 